Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way with you. Jeff Howe on vacation throughout the course of this week. I'll head out on vacation next week. Our producer is Cameron Parker. Uh, normally when, when one or more of us are out of town, we kind of, you know, we keep in touch with each other. We have our own little group text. Uh, was it you, by the way, who named that group text, the LTT text for Light yeah. the Tower? That was very clever of you. And, um, and we keep up with one another. I hadn't heard a peep out of Jeff. You know, he must be having fun. Yeah, either that or just trying to keep up with Charlotte. Yeah, you know, going out there. My daughter's been down there in Disney World also the past few days, and she she hit all the Star Wars uh, sites and everything. You know, all I've that. heard that's a lot of fun, but also very expensive. Yeah, especially if you want to stay at their like Cantina Which, Hotel. That's one of the things they're closing down. Oh, okay. Is is that uh, is that hotel where the one where you actually stay mm-hmm. inside the ship? Uh, that that was one of the things that were getting closed down. But um, anyway, uh, Jeff will be back on Monday, and then uh, I'll be out, and uh, uh, we'll uh, continue forward throughout the course of the summer. We are bringing back the music survey because we haven't uh, we haven't exhausted everyone in the building yet on uh, the music survey. So our uh, summer music survey series will resume this Friday. None other. Then Ty Anderson, the morning producer for Bucky and Aaron. And I had one person say to me, I'm get ready for a lot of uh, George Strait. And then somebody said, I don't, but, then, but then somebody else said, no, he's got pretty eclectic taste. You, Ty you, does? Yeah. Mm, okay. That's what he said. So we'll find out. And, and in case you're wondering, Cameron has not yet done the survey. We're waiting until both Jeff and I are in town together. Because we want to make sure that we're both here when you do the survey, so I think I know when we're going to do it. But I'll, we'll, I'm we'll excited to be a part way. of it. Have not well, been a part of a music survey yet. So we've had a lot of fun with it the last three years, really. 2021 and uh, 2020, 2021 and 2022. It started uh, during the pandemic, and uh, we got it from our friends at the Ticket in Dallas, and uh, the the list of questions for that. So I always tip the hat to them because they're the ones who had it. And it's you you it's not just about hearing about music. You find out a little more about the person too. I think yeah, um, because of the way the questions are structured off of that. So we'll have that coming up on Friday, um, Thursday, Thursday. Gene Watson joins us in studio. He'll be in town, so he's going to come by. We're going to talk Major League Baseball, but a lot of other things. Gene is as native Texan as he gets. He did, he did the music survey last year. Had a lot of fun with that. Uh, but uh, 
uh, Gene will be with us uh, on Thursday, and he'll step in studio. Uh, on Friday morning, but uh, well, the show's in the morning from 10 to noon, Craig. Uh, on Friday, in the first hour on Friday, before we do the music survey in the second hour, on Friday, Ty Harrington, who you may have heard this morning on, he's on every Tuesday uh, with B&E. He's going to join us uh, on uh, Friday morning in the first hour just to preview the National Championship Series for college baseball because it'll be down to two teams and, quite frankly, could wind up being the number one and number two seeds Wake Forest in Florida. But we'll see. LSU is certainly deep in its pitching and its hitting. They're certainly talented enough to beat Tennessee uh, tonight and then turn around and take two from Wake. It could happen. Tennessee, could ha- it could happen. We'll see what happens with TCU and Oral Roberts. They play today at 1 o'clock, and then whoever wins that will have to beat Florida twice. But, but Ty will join us as well. And then also our uh, our Specs text line question for today, summer golf, because Cam went out and played a round of golf yesterday, teeing off. Did you say 4 o'clock is when you teed off? 4.20. You teed off at 4.20. And we know in the state of Texas, it's been meteorologically documented that the hottest high point, hot temperature moment of the day is about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where you grew up, where I grew up in North Carolina, it's about 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. But in Texas, they said after it's been baking all day, really, it gets to like 5 o'clock is about uh, historically, meteorologically, uh, recorded the hottest point of the day is at 5 o'clock. So you were on what, number two, number three at the time when it was hitting the high heat point of the day yesterday when you were playing at Forest Creek? Well, we got fortunate because it was so cloudy that yeah. by like the second hole, the, we didn't see the sun for the rest of the day until okay. the very end when it was the sun was setting. So it actually it worked out pretty good. There was a nice breeze, and it was an enjoyable round of golf. Tell that, but, to, your, tell that to your shoulders, right? Yeah, exactly. That heat rash yeah. from that. Now, the sun was out. We would have been cooking, but, you know, I, I don't, I'm kind of used to playing in the afternoon anyway. I like it better for the pace of play, so you just kind of have to suck it up because I can't play in the mornings, obviously, with the right. show unless you play in the weekend. And right. Weekend it's golf, real crowded. Yeah, you're playing, looking at a six-hour round, so. Yeah, so we put the question on the Specs text line at 337-3776, about where would you play your, uh, where you know, where would you play your uh, summer golf? And um, uh, so, uh, here's somebody said, my younger days, I'd play 36 holes at Star Ranch, then have a softball game that night in August. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, could, I could play golf in the heat. When I was younger, too, and, and play, but you're right. The key word there, younger days. Uh, somebody else said, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to Lake Charles on the 4th of July to play golf at the casino courses. That's my summer golf. And I love playing Jimmy Clay all the time. There, there you go. Uh, <laughs> our friend Gringo says, cow pasture pool in 105-plus sounds awesome. Doesn't sound like someone who's not a uh, a uh, golf fan uh, doing that. Uh, and uh, some other uh, uh, big crit fans says, you know, the three Sun City courses are great, except they're not yeah. public courses anymore. In fact, no public golf courses in Georgetown, which is a shame despite there being six of them in the city limits, three in Sun City, Berry Creek, Georgetown Country Club, and Cimarron Hills. I, I live in Berry Creek. I'm not a member, but, uh, but, but I live over there because it, it was one year ago today. Linda and I figured this out looking at stuff. It was one year ago today we closed on our house in Georgetown. 
to move in the deal. And we moved in a few days later. Uh, in and and, but I do see guys out there playing every day in that heat, and I see them early in the morning. You know, when I leave to come in as well, trying to beat the heat as well, doing that. And Gringo also says that playing golf in my living room with EA Sports, uh, Lions, uh, Muni with lots of trees and somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, oh, John in the Bay making us jealous. Half Moon Bay golf links at sixty degrees. That would be nice. I've never played around the golf. I think we're at a sixty degree wedge in my hand playing in sixty degree temperatures. I don't think I've ever done that. I, I, I don't. I don't think I've done that. Uh, so not uh, yet, Craig. Not no, yet. No. So uh, anyway, uh, somebody else also agreeing with the earlier submission of Shadow Glen as well. Great course. You play early, then head up Southside Market. <laughs> Some great barbecue in Elgin. Great day of golf and good eats after. That sounds like good as well. Uh, somebody else said, we would play every Friday out of baseball season. Rain, shine, sleet, freezing temps, especially heat, when I was young out at Star Ranch. Uh, so, yeah, there's uh, there's some good stuff about that. Also, clean up on the Specs text line at 337-3776. Somebody said, can I ask a question? What's the purpose of going to see a sunken ship? I don't get it uh, because we did the story about the uh, submersible that unfortunately still submerged, and uh, the, the the race is on against the clock to be able to uh, rescue those people who are down there about maybe thirteen hundred feet below the uh, below the surface. They went to see some of the wreckage of the Titanic. I would say to the texter that is from the category of historic sites. Visiting yeah. it's it's. Highly unusual, obviously, and cost a lot of money for them to do it. But uh, it would be under that category. Maybe a different way of viewing it, say, if you were to go to a Civil War battlefield, if you would go to Mm -hmm. Vicksburg or Gettysburg or Manassas or Spotsylvania Mm -hmm. or Richmond or Petersburg or any of those, or if you were Revolutionary War battlefield, if you would go to Yorktown or, you know, one of those as well, Saratoga. If you were to if you were to do that, some people I know uh, there are there are those people who will visit Vietnam and and go to see where some of those where some of those um, offenses happened. Um, same thing uh, in in Korea as well, or World War II. There are people who, who visit Normandy every year. We mm-hmm. just passed uh, the the. Uh, uh, what was it? The eighty, uh, eighty or seventy ninth anniversary uh, of of D Day, and uh, there there are people who visit Normandy or Flanders Fields there in Belgium, uh, commemorating World War One. Um, I remember when I when I did a trip to Europe uh, with my late wife when we went uh, back in the late eighties, we were coming back from Paris going back to uh, the Pas de Calais to get a hovercraft to take back over to Dover. And we were passing through a lot of World War I battlefields, it was being explained to us as we went through that in France. So I guess that's a way to look at it by some folks who do that. Um, I, I don't think that I, would, I, I might get a little too claustrophobic if I went underwater like that. So it might not, that might not be for me, but but certainly it could be for somebody else. Uh, somebody else saying, uh, Nick in San Angelo says, Riverside Golf Club in San Angelo stays open 
until midnight on Fridays and Saturdays, and they do the glow-in-the-dark night Ooh. golf thing, thinking about checking that out. I did that oh, once. sure. You ever done that? No. I, did I it would w- love to. I did it once uh, uh, at, of all places, the Four Seasons Resort and Club about a month before the Byron Nelson Golf Classic happened. And they had a media event out there. And we teed off at 11 o'clock at night. And we had glow-in-the-dark golf balls and all that kind of stuff. And he had flashlights with you and all that, all that kind of thing. And those glow-in-the-dark golf balls, they said you know, they have a glow stick inside of it. They said the ball flies at about 60% of, the, of what a regular golf ball would fly at. But, uh, but it was adventuresome. Now, I, it, where I grew up in North Carolina, and I don't know about you, Cam, but there was uh, plenty of par-3 golf in oh, North yeah. Carolina. I, I lived about a mile from an 18-hole, completely lit course that had water, sand. I mean, I love Butler Pitch and Putt, but this wasn't Butler mm-hmm. Pitch and yeah. Putt. This was a full, full-on 18-hole par-3 golf course. With uh, and, and I was told when I first got out to Texas, I said, I don't see any par-3 courses out here. And they said, Real estate, that's the issue. If you're going to invest yeah. in land, you're going to go ahead and just do a full golf course. So that makes sense. What became big in our area was because soccer is so huge on the East Coast now is yeah. that they would take par three courses. There was one called Sunset Hills. It was a par three golf course. Yeah, They would also turn it into, um, I think it's called soccer golf or whatever they would call yeah. it, and they would have holes that were you know as big as a soccer ball so you could play, I think it's foot golf. Kind of like, like what you would do with frisbee golf, with, with disc yeah. golf. That, yeah, with that okay, All which right. is pretty fun because you'd be out there and you know I would have my pitching wedge and my huh? friends would have their soccer cleats on. Okay, and it worked out. Get nine holes in hope either way. Would, hope the soccer shoes didn't tear up the golf course, especially on the green. I mean, it's a nine-hole beater course. So uh, you weren't tearing too much up. <laughs> gotcha. I'm with you. All right, coming up, we'll have our Flex Thirty updates and uh, also our second hour longer. No, but we're going to hear from Colt McCoy. We'll do that when we continue with Light the Tower. On the Horn, 1049, 1019 AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Ray with you. Producer Cam Parker are with you as well. And uh, let me correct one thing. I I guess I said this, and if I did, I apologize for that one. Somebody said, did you say that submersible was down 1,300 feet or 13,000? It's 13,000, not 1,300. 1,300 would be pretty easy to recover. 13,000, that's a big difference there. And, uh, again, we'll hope that it that it works out well for you. Um, uh, for them, for those folks who are trapped down there, I, hopefully the rescue crews can get to them because uh, uh, the clock is ticking on what's uh, the, the energy and the oxygen that's left down there. So hopefully hopefully it uh, they'll be able to come up with a rescue there. Um, we uh, we had uh, the, the question about... 
your summertime golf course of go-to. <laughs> Bizarro Dale Dudley says, Plum Creek is always nice this time of year with the rattlesnakes. <laughs> they don't mind them. Golf Lingo says, Valor Creek and uh, Blanco redoing your favorite farm to market road, 165. So be patient if you come this way the next few weeks. It is. It's my top farm to market road in the uh, state of Texas. Somebody said, I heard it cost $250,000 per person to see that Titanic. Yeah, that's why I said it was a very expensive thing wow. as well. Yeah. Uh, Cala Vista and Bastrop. I remember playing that one time. It's been a long time since I played that. Uh, somebody said, Lubbock had the same kind of par three course uh, back in uh, 1990. And Big Crit Pants is the only lighted par three course in Texas that I know of is Preston West and Amarillo. It can be pretty pleasant on summer nights since it's not as humid up there. So, wow, that's amazing. I think that'd be the only one. I think there's probably more than that in the state, but I couldn't name any if you asked me to to name any. They're I, actually really popular in Raleigh right now, correct? Yeah. From my friends in Part Raleigh. Part three courses, yeah. All the light, the nighttime yeah. courses. Yeah. I have friends who will go out and play at night because it, yeah. it's just so hot. Yeah. And like I said, I grew up near one called Twin Oaks. It's not there anymore. It was uh, unfortunately plowed up to make room for it. But, but I had like four par three courses within a 15-minute drive of my house where I grew up. It's, and, it's a great way to start learning yeah. how to play golf. That's why my short game when I did play regularly was it's far yeah. better than the rest of my game for a while uh, because of that. But uh, I think everything else had eroded uh, with, with my game. But that was, that was always uh, good. Uh, I like Ike says I would definitely not recommend Lago Vista golf course. It's been a long time since I played out there. It's it's more about for me. I I agree with um, I like Ike because I think the course layout is a bit gimmicky. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's, it's got some great views mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a good price, but I just don't like the course layout. Uh, Captain Caveman says Butler Park did glow in the dark golf for a short. While and somebody said Bergstrom was a really good golf course, in my opinion. The one out by when Bergstrom was an Air Force base, mm. when it was out there, you can still see the area, the area where, where how it was laid out, where on. it used to be. Yeah, again, somebody asking my favorite Farnham to Market Road. It's Farnham to Market 165, and it's not far from here. If you go out 290, just past Drip, you get on that there to Henley, and you take a left there, and it runs the 19 miles down the Blanco that way. The vistas are incredible on that, especially coming from the north, going to the south. When you come over that rise and you, you just see the hill country laid before you, it's it's tremendous. Uh, <laughs> Bizarro Dale Dudley said, better yet, head to my buddy's miniature golf place in Buda. It's also a World War II museum. Oh, there's a good combination on, on that. Um, so that was our question, your summertime golf course. Uh, Gee, thanks, John in the Bay. Rough weekend down at Chavez Ravine for your boys. Yeah, Dodgers got swept by the Giants. They did. You know, uh, the Astros are in a tough way right now. Yeah. Uh, and this weekend, the Astros play the Dodgers in L.A., and there's a lot of hype. And, excitement. and in fact, it's like the Sunday night game on ESPN, and they both could be at or below 500 by then. They're both kind of in free fall right now. The Dodgers have been just decimated by injuries, especially to the pitching staff. And the Astros, in, in larger extent, they've had it with the pitching staff, but also with field position players. Uh, so, yeah, they've both been hurt by that. And even when they've been decently healthy, they haven't played uh, well enough. But, like, for example, right now, the Astros are five above 500. The Dodgers are six above 500. So I'd be exaggerating if I said below, but they could be getting near it. 
Meanwhile, the the stories really, uh, the Rangers in the American League, uh, even though Tampa Bay still has the best record, got off that tremendous start, but the Rangers are forty five and twenty seven. And how about the Diamondbacks in the National League? Even though the Braves have the best record, and the other burgeoning story is the Reds, who've now won nine in a row. They've moved in the first place in the Central. Joey Votto, what a storybook return yeah. last night from being out 10 months after surgery. He hits a home run, drives in three runs in their win. So it was it was a great story if you're following uh, Major League Baseball. Let's get a uh, Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Okay, so, uh, you know, when you get into the absolute oppressive heat of the summer. What does that mean for football, high school football in the state of Texas, Cam? At seven this, on seven? That's what it means. Yeah. It must be time for the seven on seven state tournament. It's going on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Of course, in College Station where shade is hard to find when you're out there. 128 again. Yeah. 128 teams from across the state are competing. So here are the pools and the matchups, and I'm just going to read the ones that involve area schools, okay? Well represented, though. Division I pools in Pool A, along with Katie Jordan, Lake Dallas, and Odessa, is Weiss. In Pool B, along with Cy Falls, Far San Juan Alamo North, and Keller Timber Creek, San Marcos. In Pool C, along with Abilene, Clear Springs, and Brian Rudder, you have Round Rock. And uh, those are the the A, B, and C pools there. And uh, I'm looking to see. Lake Belton is in Pool F. Okay, Micah Hudson. Yep, along with uh, Nikki Rowe from McAllen, uh, Pearland Dawson. uh, That's in that pool. Uh, Pool H, along with Trophy Club Byron Nelson, Coppell, and Fort Bend Hightower. Vista Ridge is in Pool H. Um, In... Pool K uh, is, along with Manville, North Crowley, and San Antonio Johnson, is Westwood. And Pool M, along with Red Oak, Katie Tompkins, and East Lake of El Paso, is Westlake. They're in Pool M. In Pool N, along with El Paso, Eastwood, Shadow Creek, uh, from down near Alvin, and Frisco Wakeland, Lake Travis. In Pool in and in Pool P, uh, this is all on Thursday. Uh, Coronado, Lubbock Coronado, Richardson Pierce, the Woodlands, Dripping Springs in that. So there's your seven on seven uh, Division One pools. So they uh, play on Thursday and then it goes through the rest of the weekend. So there it is. There's your Flex 30 update for today. Uh, it's time now for our second hour. Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook. As we mentioned, this being this off-season time of year uh, for football at all levels, it it is also uh, the conditioning time of year. And, of course, uh, the Longhorns and other college football programs going through their conditioning. Also in on this 
is uh, football camps. And a lot of guys are doing the football camps. Former Longhorns have been doing it. Uh, Sloan Thomas, B.J. Johnson, Roy Williams, they had a, a camp going. And Colt McCoy in the camp, uh, in, in a camp as well, does his camp every year. And uh, enjoys talking about that. Uh, asked about a variety of topics, and we'll hear more from him in the next day or so with regard to the Longhorn quarterback situation. But how about his own situation? Colt, uh, after all, uh, is uh, in a situation where uh, he could wind up being the starting quarterback for a lot, if not all, of the 2023 NFL season in Arizona because of the uncertain status with regard to Kyler Murray coming off his surgery. So Colt was asked about that, and he says, hey, like everything else, he's keeping an open mind. I mean, I'm excited about this year, right? Like, um, you know, went through a, a coaching change and a front office change, and, you know, I think that is always challenging, but they've been fantastic so far. And uh, going into the last year of my contract, and you know, I want to honor that, and, and uh, I'm excited about this year. I just like to play, right? And I think, you know, we don't know Kyler's situation. He may be ready for week one. He may be ready for week three. Like, I, we don't know. He's working hard. He's, he's having a great offseason. He's in all the meetings. Uh, but for me, it's just I've, I've kind of been in that role the last few years. Just got to be ready to play, and, um, you know, I don't take that opportunity lightly. Yeah, uh, so uh, there it is. Uh, some uh, thoughts from Colt McCoy. Uh, all right, uh, we need a break. Uh, somebody had asked uh, about that. Said, "Well, sorry, did I hear two ninety five? No, one sixty five would be the farm to market." Right they're there. trolling like, you, Craig. One sixty five. Okay, Henley down to Blanco, nineteen mile run. Uh, that's that's my favorite one there. Uh, all right. Uh, We've uh, got a couple other notes we'll get to when we come back here on Life the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? He's a loser, but he still keeps on trying. Okay, it can be, uh, the case can be made. Maybe I'm the lonesome loser because I left. Taylor out of the listing, the seven on seven. Thanks for the reminder. But it, I didn't do it. I didn't overlook it because they're not in Division One; they're in the Division Two preview. And I had to do some scrolling to find that. But I did find the Division Two seven on seven state tournament, and I believe they're the only area school in the D two bracket. If I'm looking, it's a smaller collection of pools because Pool A. Pleasant Grove, Springtown, Somerset Bay City, Pool B, Sulphur Springs, West Orange, Stark, Lubbock, Christian, LaFeria, uh, Pool C, Hitchcock, Davenport, just north of San Antonio, Brownwood and Sunnyvale, Pool D, China Spring, Ponder, Needville, and Snyder, Pool E, Graham, Carthage, Decatur, and uh, Cameron, yo, uh, Pool F, Silsby, Anna, Dumas, and Goliad, Pool G, Hampshire, Finette, Lorena, Salina and Clyde, and then the last one, that's why I skipped also all the way down to the end of the D2 bracket, uh, is uh, the new Panther Creek School in Frisco, Jasper, Midland Christian, and Taylor. So the Ducks are in the 7-on-7. They're in the Division Two tournament there. So thanks for the Reiner on that. Able to check it out and find it, and best of luck to the Ducks. And on the note, Craig, um, if you're curious and maybe seeing some highlights, some big plays, check out Flex ATX on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, the Flex Boys will be posting some of the highlights from the state seven-on-seven tournament. Are they uh, are they planning a big show tomorrow night again? 
We are still working on guests. Uh, it's going to be the penultimate show until football mm-hmm. season kicks around. So working on the uh, the Round Rock boys. If the Round Rock guys are listening, come on, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Calling them out there. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, again, on, on the uh, Specs text line, uh, so uh, – we we were uh, talking about uh, golf courses for areas, and we got in this conversation about the dearth of par three courses in the state of Texas, and said, "Are, are there any other lighted par three courses across the state?" Somebody else pointed, out, and I remember because I played this. It's been a long time. Uh, somebody pointed out that Lake Park in Louisville, up in the Dallas Fort there, is a lighted par three. So basically everything, everywhere but Austin is what we've uh, heard from the Specs text. Line. Yeah. Which so is I, unfortunate because I feel like Austin would be a, like a more trendy city where they would have, you know, nighttime yeah, golf. Nighttime golf. You would think so. Somebody pointed out Jimmy Clay is a nice par three course, $5 play all day. But that's uh, not a light. We were talking about the lighted ones there. But, yes. Uh, I wonder so, if, if does Butler have lights because if they added lights, oh, my goodness, they would make a killing, I think, right? I mean, they already do very well, but yeah. people would be lining up to play at night. Uh, somebody asked if Wimmerly is in the Seminoles. I did not see the Texans listed mm-hmm. in uh, either the Division One or the Division II uh, uh, lineup there. Some coaches just have no interest in doing seven-on-sevens, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily just because – they eschew large measure of what seven on seven comes out to about you know a lot of the the, the passing game. It's not yeah. necessarily because of that. It has to do sometimes with the schedules of those who can work closely with the kids, uh, the the schedules of several of the guys themselves, whether involved in off season conditioning or the maybe they're at a quarterback camp or even family vacations in yeah. some cases. So I, I think that's. That's part of it as well. There's a lot that that goes into it, and it is a commitment. It's there's no doubt. If you're if you're in seven on seven, uh, you, you you know you have to uh, you have to have uh, quite a commitment. To Qualifiers, do. practice, things of that nature. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, somebody said when you're in the uh, trees as much as I am, you don't notice the heat as much. Yeah, yeah. That was me yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I. You know, I, I'm that old military golf, left, right, left, right, mainly right because uh, I just have, uh, especially off the tee, I have a, I have a, a banana slice that happens just off the tee. Bill Shoning always liked to tell the story of when we were playing in Maui, when Texas was playing in the Maui Invitational back in December of 93, when the Maui was before Christmas, not before Thanksgiving. And we go to play the Crenshaw course at Plantation course. Kapalua? At Kapalua. Oh, Nice. So we're playing that, and there's there's one where it's a dog leg back to the left, which is not good for my game off the tee. And I slice to the right, and it goes down on the rocks toward the mm-hmm. toward the ocean. And I just kind of muttered under my breath, "Ben," and he goes, "Ben." What are you getting mad at him for? I said, well, he laid this sucker out. He could have <laughs> he could have put the green over there. He couldn't put it there. The ocean's there. So. uh Bill told that story to Ben Crenshaw later. You got a good laugh out of it uh, later on. Yeah. So, anyway, all right. We're done for today's program. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll look forward to bringing you the program tomorrow. We invite you to stay tuned because Chad and Zay are coming up next with their corner 
of the world. Hope you enjoy the day. Stay cool, dry, comfortable, all of the above. For our man behind the glass, our producer, Cameron Parker, I'm Craig Way. We thank you for joining us, and we'll visit with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, right here on Light the Tower.